The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 1, verses 15 to 26, and can be found on page 1092 of the Church Bibles. Acts chapter 1, starting at verse 15. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through the mouth of David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in this ministry. With the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong. His body burst open and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language Akodama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in it. And may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they proposed two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go to where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Second reading uh, is taken from the first letter of John, the apostle. Chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. So John is speaking about uh, his whole experience, the apostles, the disciples' experience of Jesus, the word of life amongst us, but also of their experience as uh, the first disciples together of the word of life continuing to be uh, shared and expressed um, through their common life and preaching. And it's, it's the kind of second bit of that that we're exploring as we go through at the, uh, the book of Acts. So John writes this. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you 
the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. I've got to be honest, I'm, um, I'm struggling with this one tonight. It's great to be here anyways, it's great to be here. Um, I, <laughs> it really is. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed, full of joy. Um, I came away last, last week uh, feeling really encouraged that, um, that we'd, we'd met with Jesus in a really powerful way. And we had the opportunity to respond um, to the message. We, we, um, we gave space for the Spirit to move. We prayed for people. We prayed for each other. For me, I was filled kind of afresh with the Holy Spirit. Some of us were filled um, for the first time with the Holy Spirit. It was really encouraging. And for the first time, I kind of responded to God, and um, God had been speaking to me the week before, um, and I I really stepped out in faith, and someone responded to my call, and we had the opportunity to pray for um, for Jamie, and um, he came up the front, and uh, we laid hands on him, and there was a a sense of quietness when we was praying for Jamie, and I really sensed that... um, Perhaps some of us are scared to pray out loud or, or sometimes we feel fearful of, of praying our prayers aloud. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with praying our prayers silently. Of course, God still's here, still hears these prayers. And of course, he still answers these prayers. But for Jamie, you know, how encouraging it is when he hears people speak into his life. How edifying that is to the church when our prayers are, are spoken with passion and with courage, not for our glory, but for Jesus' glory. So if, if any, I just encourage you, if anyone here tonight is, um, is fearful of speaking, of, of praying aloud, I really encourage you just to, um, well, for us all to close our eyes and just, um, because I guess we all need help in this for, for prayer. And if it's you, if you struggle or if you, if you feel the, that you haven't got the right words to say or that you're not gifted or you just say the wrong things if you speak out loud, I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would come. And would set a fire in your heart and um, would encourage you to speak the living word of God. To edify the church, to encourage your brothers and sisters. Because the power of prayer is so powerful. So come Holy Spirit. 
I'm not going to ask you to, um, to put your hands up, but if it's you, just, um, just open your heart and let the Spirit come upon you and fill you with, with boldness and, and courage so you can speak God's Word into people's lives. Amen. So last week, as Mike said, we were kind of looking at the book of Acts, um, and we started in chapter 1, and we were kind of looking at how we need to share our faith, the importance of sharing our faith, and how we can't do it in our own strength, how we need to be filled by the Holy Spirit, and just as disciples were, only when they were filled, then they could go out. And last Sunday, as with kind of most times I, um, I speak at church, I get really nervous. I get that horrible gut feeling inside. Um, and I've really struggled to sleep at night after I've spoken. My mind's racing and... And isn't it, it's always in the middle of the night when you kind of, you're awake and the devil, he comes in and he puts his thoughts into your head. But as these, as these thoughts are racing through my mind... As I was lying in bed, I had this sense that, even though it was really powerful last week, that I, I missed something out. And during this week, God's been really um, speaking to me, really challenging me. I've made, made a few changes. Not that I want to take anything away from the verses we just read, because they're very powerful. But I've got to be honest, they're challenging as well. And, um, and mostly it's about Judas and his betrayal of Jesus. And how he betrayed his friend. And if people say to me, the Bible is boring... The Bible just ain't relevant. You know, that we just heard. Kind of, my, my Bible's a CVM Bible, and I read the kind of version in my Bible. Then Judas bought some land with the money he was given for doing the evil thing of betraying Jesus. He fell head first into the field. His body burst open, and his insides came out. And when the people saw this, they called this place the field of blood. The Bible ain't boring. The Bible is full of um, exciting stories. It's got war in the Bible. There's sex in the Bible. There's horror in the Bible. Love, suffering, forgiveness. And then there's Jesus, the hope that Jesus brings. So I don't want to take any way, anything away from those verses because they are really important. They teach us about leadership and how, how we get things wrong and how we, um, how we can betray our friends. 
but I just felt that kind of we, I needed to just give you a bit more encouraging on what I spoke on last week. You know, when we, when we become Christians, or like me, I've been a Christian for a few years now, and people always say, um, what's your vision? What's God's vision for your life? Um, what's, the, what's the path that God has marked out for you? And that can be really challenging, because sometimes we don't know. I'm still trying to work out that for myself. And sometimes when we become new Christians, followers of Jesus, it can be the same. People say, what's your path? What's your vision? The disciples also had this as well. They had a path to follow. They had to share the good news of Jesus. But first, they had to stay in Jerusalem until they were filled with the Holy Spirit. What's your path? What does God want you to do? If you're like me, you know, I'm still exploring what God wants for my life. Still exploring the path God wants me to take. And it can sometimes, um, that's why I need my little clip, it can sometimes feel a bit like this. Good old Wizard of Oz. Eh? Follow the yellow brick road. I know we haven't got a, um, a yellow brick road to follow. But how do we get on this path that God wants for our lives? I suggest a good place to start is at the beginning. And if we look at the disciples at this point, they, they weren't on the yellow brick road. Yet the path that Jesus called them to follow because they were told to wait for the Holy Spirit and then witness where you are. And then you would be taken to Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria. So your path starts now where you are, where you're at, where you find yourself. Is your Jerusalem. If it's in your workplace, then witness. If it's at school, then witness. 
Do you remember I said last week, I said that Jesus is calling us all personally, by name, to witness his love to everybody. He calls us personally. But what I missed out last week, which is key, is how flipping hard it is to go and share God's word. How challenging it is for us to be effective witnesses to this great God that we serve. So I want to give you guys some practical ways in which you guys can share your faith this week. You know, I always wondered why on the top of churches there's a cockerel. And I found out it's a reminder of Peter's denial of Jesus. And it's a reminder to us of our failure to witness. It's a reminder that we all fall short in many ways. It's also a reminder to us that we're not alone. That our church is present and relevant today. And it reminds us that the it reminds us that the kingdom of God is close. But all that's said and done, you know, witnesses, witnessing is hard. It's hard to find your path in life. It's hard to find your vision. And we've got the enemy, what stands in front of us, tries to knock us down, fills our life with fear and doubts. Because let me tell you, the devil is against us. The devil hates us. So I think two things I missed out last week, which I feel really stop us from being effective witnesses. And one is fear. And two is doubt. You know, we all face fear in our lives every day. I love the story of David and Goliath. You know, we all know the story really well, don't we? Little Dave and the giant, massive Goliath. We all know every day that um, the Israelites and the Philistines are at war. And every day, the, the Philistines would send their Goliath down to taunt the people, the army of Israel. Come on, if you think you're hard enough, he would say. He would taunt them, call them names. The Israelites were scared of this giant in their life. They were fearful to fight against him. Then along comes David, a shepherd boy. He hears this bully shouting names at the Israelites. He goes to see the king. He gets permission to go and fight the bully. This is the key. It's not that while the Israelites were saying, God, help us, help us. God, what are we going to do about this giant in our life? You know, David looks to God and speaks to God. He listens to God and he responds to God. And he speaks out against Goliath. You see, I feel that God... I think that God calls us not 
to go to him with the devil on our back, pleading. I think God calls us to face the devil and know that God has our back. Yeah? Knowing that God has always got our back covered. All of us, me included, have Goliaths in our life, have giants in our life. Something that likes to control us. Something that likes to dictate to us. Keep us from the path that God has before us. Likes to tell us who we are, what we are. This Goliath stops us being an effective witness. The thing is, are we going to look at Goliath? Are we going to look at our own Goliath with fear like the Israelites? Or are we going to look at them from the perspective of David? From the perspective David looked at them, knowing that God is on our side and that we have the victory. You see, the Israelites looked at Goliath and they said, He is so big. I don't know what Goliaths you have in in your life, but I've got some big giants in my life. And I look at them, like the Israelites, and say, he is so big. That giant in my life is so big. But David, he looked at the giant in his life, and he said, he is so big, that giant. He is so big, how can I miss? How can I miss? We don't need to be fearful. We have Jesus. You know, during the World Cup, FIFA agreed to have touchline technology. Hawkeye, I think they called it. Because the human eye is weak, it cannot see all the action that the Hawkeye can see. And that's the same as our perspective. If we, if we look at stuff and situations through our, our own weak human eyes sometimes the view is wrong we need to know that God is in us and know that we have the victory through Christ what is your perspective when you see that Goliath in your life that giant in your life maybe sharing your faith fills you with fear You know, maybe God is calling you into something, into ministry. Calling you to step out and respond. Because he's calling us all. You know, maybe God's calling you to help with his children's group. Help with the youth group. We saw on the screen there's an advert to help at Alpha. What a great way to share our faith. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had a group from the evening service... He said, yeah, we're going to support Alpha. We're going to come alongside these people who have got questions, who are hungry to know about Jesus. It's a great opportunity for us to share our faith. God is is calling us all to respond, to witness, to trust, knowing that we have the victory in Christ. 
He's always got our backs covered. It's knowing that we're not alone. And remember, it wasn't David's, it wasn't his courage that brought him the anointed. It was the anointed that brought him his courage, which brought him the victory. You know, we have the same anointing. Every one of us, we have the anointing through Jesus. He said, you will receive power through the Holy Spirit. Then you will go and witness. We have the victory in Jesus. We have the victory. You know, fear, it's a horrible thing, isn't it? It stops us. The giants in our life just stop us, you know, being effective. Can you turn to the person next to you and, um, and give them a little gentle nudge? Just a nice little gentle nudge. And then can I encourage you to um, encourage you to say fear out of my life. Fear no more. Just encourage you to say it. Say it with boldness. Fear out of my life. I can't hear you. Mean it. We don't want fear in our life. We want to be fearless. We want to be fearless people of God, right? We don't want to be fearful. We want to be bold when we share Jesus. But the devil's not a fool, is he? The devil never, never, ever gives up. He puts doubts in our lives. You might have said, yeah, fear out of our lives. But the doubts creep in. Maybe like me, you feel like you're not good enough. You're not clever enough. You don't, just don't have the right gifts. That a person sat next to you is, is so much better than you. So much smarter. You compare yourself to everyone else. These doubts, then they build up. You start to believe they're true. If we go back to David... David was a little shepherd boy, invited into the presence of the king of Israel. The king offered his sword, his shield, his armor, and this would have been the best in Israel. But David said, no, this is not me. This is uncomfortable. I know me. I know my slingshot. We don't need the king's armor to face up to the giants in our life. We don't need the king's armor to go and witness. We don't need to look at other people and wish we had what they had. But we need to look and trust in Jesus. We don't need to be clever. We don't need to be ordained. We don't need to be an extrovert. We don't need to know the Bible inside and out. 
Who you are is enough for you. We are called to trust in God. How much do you trust in God? I'm not sure if a lot of you know, but I'm on this kind of journey with the Church of England to kind of discern my calling. And, you know, it's, I'm full of doubts. This whole process is, it just brings up you know, lots and lots of questions and lots of doubts. And I was talking to someone a few months ago and um, they un- kind of unknowingly really encouraged me to, um, to continue on this journey and to not give up and to put my doubts aside, put my doubts behind me and go for it. You know, the key for me is to surround myself with, um, with God's people. I don't know if any of you guys are in a house group, but I really encourage you to join a small group and just do life together. You know, I love my house group. They love me. They pray for me and my family. Even when I don't turn up for weeks, I know they are still praying for me. You know, I'm in a prayer triplet with two other guys, and we meet every now and then. And we share life. We pray. We're honest. We share our struggles. I encourage you. You know, being a Christian ain't easy. You need support of your brothers and sisters. And if you want to be effective witnesses, you need to support one another. So the challenges this week is for us to go out into this big, wide world, into our city, and proclaim the name of Jesus. And now, you know, this week... I I talked last week about divine appointments. But let's have them. Let's be listening to God. And this week, be waiting because God is going to be speaking to you, speaking through you. And I really encourage you next week to come excited with stories of encounters, people you've met, lives you've turned around, Because that's what it's about. That's what being a Christian is about. It's about sharing this faith we have in Jesus. How awesome would it be if we just had testimony after testimony next week of our encounters with people who don't know Jesus, with lives that has been turned around because we spoke boldly about our Saviour. We just close our eyes and um, just have some time just to listen. Just listen to the Spirit and um, just listen to see how God wants us to respond. I'm just going to have some music, but really press in, really press into what God wants.
And during this time, if you feel that God has spoken to you, if you feel you have a word, then be bold, be courageous and share it. If it's going to encourage us, if it's going to build and edify this church, I encourage you to speak out. Holy Spirit, come. If anyone wants, um, wants prayer for anything that's come up this evening, if there's giants in your life that you want prayer for, I'd encourage you to, um, to stand where you are. And your brothers and sisters will um, come around you and pray for you, boldly pray for you, knowing that God and his spirit are at work. We don't have to be fearful anymore. We need to face these giants knowing that God has our back.